Aloha. Welcome to the Ronahana Podcast with your host, Brittany. Suck it up, buttercup. Kenny. It puts the lotion in the basket. Donna. You want to run with me? You're taking pictures. And Ryan. Are we really doing this again? Now, let's get ready for some fun times and furlicks. This is the Ronahana Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. We are doing this again for episode 35. This will be the final episode for 2021 as we go on a hiatus for holiday break. So everybody can enjoy some time with their families. And uh, I don't know, maybe next time we can come back with next year, we can come back with a little more content. (laughs) (laughs) Always hope. New Year resolution. (laughs) Yeah. What's up, everyone? How are you guys? Doing okay. Hang in there. Good, good. Yeah. Brittany is unable to join us for this episode, unfortunately, but uh, we got Donna and Kenny, and uh, we're just going to shoot the poo for a little, as they say, so long as there's poo to shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But there was a cliffhanger. um, Cliffhanger. I mean, it was like a small, tiny cliff. But oh, there was a cliffhanger. We're all waiting. We're all <laughs> last episode. Uh, I was clearly, clearly pressured into signing up for the Walt Disney World half marathon, and I couldn't get it done underneath that pressure during the episode. But I am reporting back on this episode to let all six listeners know that <laughs> I have indeed signed up <laughs> under the pressure Woo! for the half marathon. Yeah. All right. I I hated signing up for that. I don't know why. Oh, I wanted to do it initially, on. like I really wanted to do it, but I guess I had, it was sold out so long, and I tried it a couple of times, and it, every time I went to it, it was sold out. And I was like, you know what, just forget it. I'm done with it. So I'd kind of made peace with just running the 10k and whatever. I was going to be a now fun you're spectator. Love it. You're gonna love it. And now watch it be absolutely miserably cold. <laughs> rainy or something terrible uh for that half marathon and it won't be as enjoyable i'm going to regret signing up for it but maybe not nah but are you really probably not no probably not yeah exactly maybe when i have to wake up so early in the morning i will but it'll wear (laughs) off (laughs) that's always that's always the worst it is the worst uh speaking of early run disney wake-up calls Wine and Dine took off the race that none of us thought at the beginning of the year was even going to be remotely happening. Um, And lo and behold, registration opened up, not only opened up, but the race took off. And uh, all indications, the feedback from it has pretty positive that for the most part, uh, things seemed quite normal. Yeah, I think I think it went off really well. I think it's a very good sign for these upcoming races that we've got on the horizon, including your half marathon. But it looked like people were able to take pictures with characters and um, didn't hear any issues with the start lines or the these waves, the, the start groups or whatever. So, yeah, there was I noticed on the bibs they had instead of like your corral letter it had like s1 and s2 and i'm like goodness sakes s is a really far back corral if this is underneath Mm -hmm. the same lettering system but it looks like maybe they just 
are doing the system a little bit different as far as labeling it on your bib, but everybody else that was there that actually ran the race seemed to report online that there was no really different from, from the mm -hmm. previous start lines. Right. Right. I agree. I agree. I don't mm. know if we didn't ask the right questions or people just, it, it couldn't have been a big enough deal for that. We saw nothing about it. So. Yeah. And one thing that I wish I would have been paying attention to, and you know, again, this would have been great to, to have some, <laughs> some insight from someone who was actually there, but um, I didn't really pay attention to where the club run Disney folks were slotted into. Mm. You're right. I didn't hear a whole lot of fuss about it. So no. I've got to believe that maybe it was somewhat satisfactory for everyone. I don't know. You're but, right. Um, Shoot, we should have done a little more homework on this. Yeah, there wasn't. I mean, but honestly, I, I mean, I just thought about it here before we got on for the discussion. And, and honestly, I was, you know what? I don't even recall anybody, A, complaining about the Club Run Disney or even mentioning it all together. You know, I, I right. never heard a peep out of it. So, um so yeah, that's kind of interesting. Um, kind of curious where those folks slotted in in comparison to everyone else. Um, the other change you mentioned, uh, the, uh, not really change, but the other concern that I had heading into this race weekend was the character stops. Uh, part of that was because, you know, for so many of our races, we like to do large group photos. So I was wondering what that would look like or what individual, was it going to be a run by selfie kind of a situation? And for the most part, that looked relatively normal as well. I mean, there were, I agree. I agree. I mean, they might be, they might be kind of standing behind you if you do a group shot or whatever, but it, yeah. you know, you may not be, you know, up close and personal, but it did, it hardly made a picture. And I mean, difference in the picture. Yeah, I think there was, I still saw character lines. So there, they still had, you know, a, a wait for some of the character stops. Yeah. And uh, some of the photos, it looked like certain characters, maybe all of the characters had like little bushes or props or something kind of mm -hmm. in front of them to almost kind of create a little bit of a barrier. So you weren't right up in the character's business, but, right. um, but it still looked like you could get very close or close enough to get a good shot. So, mm -hmm. um, I didn't see, did you, did you see, I think they were, uh, photo pass photographers on, on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Were they? There were tons. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And people, I feel like people got really, maybe it's just been a while since I've seen photo pass race pictures, but I, there were some really good ones. People got some excellent shots. So they were definitely on course for sure. That's good. That's good. So very good for me. <laughs> yeah. And that was one of the concerns. And honestly, that's part of the, I mean, if I'm looking at uh, fun running the half marathon uh, in January, that was kind of one of the concerns is like, okay, how, how much of a fun run is this going to be? If like all the character stops are like run by selfies. I mean, that, that's no fun. We've seen people do that and we've had people run by selfie us while we're in the middle of a big group shot. So it's just like, well, you're mm -hmm. going to have a character in, 30 or 40 people in it, but whatever. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I was kind of wondering, I thought these would actually probably be PRs for everybody at a run Disney race because of the lack of character stops, but it, I'm, I'm happy to hear that they're all normal or mostly yeah. normal. So I think they were I even, and I know that two of the races for wine and dine experienced some bad weather. Like they had a lot of rain. Um, 
And it was cold. And so they maybe didn't get as many characters as were planned because they kept saying that people had to go in or they would see them come in and out. But they still had some cool props that you could even stand in front of. Like even if there weren't a character there per se, there were some good props that you could have fun with. So I'm excited. Yeah, it, uh, it it makes the marathon weekend a little bit more exciting. I just this wine and dine, even even if I would have been able to run it, I think I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let this first one go and just kind of see how it see how it performs before I get too excited about the other stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm pleased, I'm pleased with it. I, I mean, honestly, um, I think as far as safety protocols, I think they were following pretty much what the parks are doing. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. in any indoor experience queue or anything like that, you've got to wear a mask. And that was the case for the expo. Um, and the buses. And the buses. The buses. And the races, uh, yeah. But uh, other than that, um, the race itself was about as normal as <laughs> you could hope for. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think a lot of people are looking for that, that normal type of lifestyle. And I think Disney is kind of getting on board with it and, you know, kind of conforming to the CDC in today's, you know, I guess, uh, pandemic type mentality. So yeah, they, they, you know, everybody's kind of get back to some sort of normalism and I think they've, uh, conformed to it quite nicely. Yeah. Disney's always been pretty cautious, I guess, you know, as other theme parks yeah. in the area have, uh, uh, been a little bit more aggressive in their changes and policies as far as, you know, pretty quick to pull triggers whenever uh, a change needs to be made. And Disney's kind of sat back a little bit and observed and then made the change. Um, so, I mean, for them to roll out uh, races again, um, they had to have a comfort level with where they were at with their current policies. And, you know, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's good. Hopefully things continue to progress and and marathon weekend who knows maybe we can sit on the characters laps or something by <laughs> marathon weekend i don't know but uh, it, it'll be fun oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was kind of a strange comment that, but, right. yeah right <laughs> i would say i, I would go that far but i mean maybe <laughs> uh i don't know why is that the first thing you can mind i don't know uh <laughs> But you know, you know, there's the, uh, the the big group shots were just like surrounding these characters. You know, that was always enjoyable. You know, the, uh, so I don't know. Maybe we'll be there. Maybe not. But we'll make the most of it. I think it'll. I think it'll look like it, even if we're not. I mean, I've just seen group shots already that look like they're surrounding them, or the the characters are just right in the back, so they look like they're part of the group. Yeah. So. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Oh my god, Don is chomping at the bit with some pictures. <laughs> I can see it in face. Just let it happen. <laughs> let it happen. Uh, any other wine and dine discussion? I mean, there's, there's really not a whole lot to talk about. None of us were there. The right, race seemed right, to right. go off as normal. And um, I think it's yeah. a good omen. I think it's a good omen for things to come. Yep. yep. I would agree. Expo looked normal, too. So as far as the uh, the vendors, from what I could tell, I mean, some I of the... Common ones, I thought really. I heard somebody say it was a little bit smaller, but now I, oh, you know what? That might have been New York. So I don't want to. I don't want to speak out of turn. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, for I the didn't, most I didn't part, hear a whole lot about Expo stuff either, though. Yeah, I mean, it would have been. It wouldn't have been surprising if it was just a uh, touch smaller. And I mean, some of these 
companies that go to these shows probably have smaller budgets to do all these races. And, and also this fall, we have a flood of races happening. Uh, just in that one weekend, we had Wine and Dine. We had the Indianapolis Monumental Marathon. We had the New York City Marathon. So we had so many races going on. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been surprising, even if Run Disney wanted to open it up, if it were just a touch smaller, just because of what the vendors are also going through. But um, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. wine and dine. We miss you as a night All race, right. but <laughs> night races are coming back. A little bit, a little bit. Just a teeny tiny. It's, it's not wine and dine night race. That was probably, that may have been one of the, the, the greatest night races, but uh, they are bringing back nighttime races and the form of the springtime sun, springtime surprise. That's right. That's right. The Expedition so, Everest 5K. Yeah, Expedition Everest uh, 5K uh, scavenger hunt challenge is coming back. So that's going to be a nighttime race. Um, they're also bringing back another fan favorite, the Twilight Tower 10 miler. Unfortunately, that is not a nighttime race. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting weekend, really interesting weekend, just because the way it's set up and they're bringing the yoga back in more yoga. So so for people who don't get it at Princess, they're going to be able to do it this weekend. So you do yoga in the morning, you do the 5K that night on Thursday, and Mm -hmm. then you have Friday off, which is that's just so bizarre. (laughs) An off day on a run Disney race weekend. Yeah, yeah. But you still have to come a day early. Yeah, um, exactly, right? They lure you in that <laughs> almost way. Almost two, really, because if you do yoga, that means you've got to be there Wednesday to go to the expo to get your stuff, right? Right. So yeah, they're 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 getting us. Oh, Disney so, nickel and diamond you. Yeah, uh-huh. you get you got that off day on Friday and then you come back on Saturday for what they're calling the race for the taste 10K. I guess mm-hmm. it is a Remy inspired race from some of the marketing description. And then there the see here on Sunday will be the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror 10 miler. And yeah. uh, they are having a springtime surprise challenge. The challenge is a little bit different uh, because in the past, you know, the challenge would be a 10K and a half marathon or a half marathon marathon and full marathon or the whole dopey challenge in this race weekend the springtime surprise challenge will include the 5k 10k and the 10 miler so three races mm. um yeah just kind of interesting. interesting yeah interesting exciting enticing all feeling that pressure to sign up again <laughs> yeah no no pressure <laughs> no pressure right now <laughs> It's I, I coming am, up though. I mean, it's it already is. like your sign up is December 9th. December Oy, 9th yeah, is yeah. general registration. Club Run Disney is a little bit sooner, but uh, race weekend is March 31st through April 3rd. So mm-hmm. uh, I do have a hotel or resort reservation made just Same. to hold it for that. But uh, I haven't decided, honestly. I've got enough plans already uh, for next year in place that this one might fall off the table. But I would like to hop down there for it. It, it kind of, in some instances, feels a little bit like a placeholder of sorts. Um, so this is what they're doing for 2021. What is the springtime surprise going to look like in the future? You know, will they bring back a another race weekend? I don't know. Maybe they're 
holding out for Disney Plus content or some other character to take off that they could fill it with uh, with this race weekend. But who knows? Yeah, but, it will be interesting to see if they keep with this same schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, or is it just going to change every year? I'll be honest. I really, really wish they would have made all these races nighttime races. Oh, I, I think you and everybody in the world does too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, they could have, and they could have done it. I mean, if you're starting mm-hmm. the Everest 5K on Thursday, you come back Saturday mm-hmm. night for the 10K, and then Friday Sunday night. night. I'm sorry, Friday night for the 10K, and then Saturday night for the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. Um, I say I wish that, but then at the same time, it ruins all your evenings if you're planning to go to the park. So, you know, I, I don't uh, know how it works, but. And it, it depends. It depends on how you roll with it. Right. Because you could. Oh, well, yeah. You wouldn't be able to go. You're right. You wouldn't be able to see any like nighttime shows or anything. Yeah. But you could go straight from the parks to the race. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't three nights in a row, though. Um, if you slept in, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who sleeps in at Disney? I mean, even when you're not doing run Disney races, is people sleep in at run at Disney? I don't, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. To it would have been interesting. I, I say now that it would have been great and I would have done it. But uh, in hindsight, maybe maybe it wouldn't have been great, but it certainly would have been cool. Um, but. I don't know. Maybe I just, the Twilight Zone Tower Terror just feels like of all the races, like that one could have been the nighttime race. Right. It feels like it should be at night. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I wonder what the point. I mean, I've done I did Expedition Everest and I did love doing it at night. But I wonder what the. Why they feel they have to, except that maybe it takes people longer to do the scavenger hunt. So they need more time. Like you, they can't do it before the park opens. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Cause then there was an after party in the park as well. So I don't know if they're doing that. I didn't read it. I didn't read about it. I don't know. So like when I did it, the four of us, my family ran it and then we got tickets for my sister's family to come to the after party after the race. So it was kind of like the same as what they've done with wine and dine in the past when wine and dine was at night. But I don't know if they're doing that this year. I do not see it on their agenda. So they've just got Hmm. the sunrise, sunrise yoga, the 5k, the 10k, the 10 miler and a challenge. So, and virtual events. If anybody is still interested in running virtual races. Hmm. Speaking of that, I'm going totally off now. We're done talking about springtime challenge. I've got nothing else for the springtime. Okay. I had, so, you know, Brittany and I had talked about possibly doing the Boston virtual if they were to offer it again. Yeah. And my sister-in-law ran it this year and she looked it up for 2022 and does not see it as an option. I was afraid that was going to happen. I'm curious if that's, if it's just a timing thing, if they're waiting to see if it's something that they want to do or need to do because of monetary reasons, or if they're just going to say, nope, we don't need virtual anymore. I'm so curious. Yeah. I think part of what brought the virtual as an option um, for 2021, part of it was International runners were still mm. unable to travel into the United States. Um, and for some of those, they 
maybe wanted to continue a streak or just participate. Um, and then, you know, I, I would have to say there was probably some um, benefit of trying to recoup some lost money. So I'm oh, sure yeah. that was an option. Yeah. Um, but now international travelers can now fly back into the United States. So that's opened. Uh, another thing, too, is they went down to reduce capacity for the race. They dropped down to 18,000 or a little less than 18,000 for 2021. Uh, for 2022, they're back up to over 30,000. So, oh, really? Yeah. So uh, there's normalcy there. And, and actually, I was kind of wondering if that was going to be a one-off thing. Uh, yeah. Well, you might be right. So, yeah. <sighs> Sorry. So now Brittany and I are going to have to go with plan B. It's just, <laughs> just, I don't know what. <laughs> qualify. It's not going to be getting fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe you can get old enough. <laughs> God. <laughs> Need to hurry up the aging process so you can no, qualify. No, the time. we're doing everything we can to slow it down. <laughs> sounds like charity to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, charity, boob. Charity, or just live without a Boston <clears throat> jacket, which I think may be the route I'm taking. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Well, I am. I the registration for since we're on the topic of Boston, the registration for the. 2022 Boston Marathon closed this Friday at four o'clock. So this past week was registration week for it. Mm. And uh, I did not sign up. Um, just like I already mentioned earlier, I already have a lot of stuff going on in the spring and to squeeze that in. Um, marathon training over the winter months isn't my favorite either um, mm -hmm. because there's so many disruptions. I prefer to run outside if all, all possible and not run on a treadmill and winter creates the most challenges for that to actually happen. So, um, so that was one thing. And then like I said, busy. Um, but my plan is to go back in 2023. So qualifying right. time from Boston will still be good enough uh, for that period. So that is my 2023 plan. So already yeah. scheduling races or planning races for 2023. Isn't it crazy? Ugh. Yeah. Time goes so fast. Time to climb. Yeah. You've got a couple of races um, next year kind of penciling in. Mm -hmm. What races you got? You, you got any, uh, well, I for sure have Marathon Weekend yeah. and then Princess Weekend and then Shamrock. So that's January, February, March. Possibly Springtime Surprise. I don't know. Um, and then my, the only other one that I know I want to sign up for is Smokies. Yes. And I think, I think you actually can sign up already. I think registration is, really is open for that. Right. Maybe sometime this month. Well, um, so that'll be in September and I'm sure there'll be other ones in between time, but because I don't know where I'm going to be, I'm, I'm trying to resist signing up, uh, after April or May places yeah What's I, I understand smokies one the smokies uh vacation races that's going to be in september so you're you're coming with us kenny yeah we're yeah. if we got to go I mean, drag your happy butt down from atlanta all the way up to the smokies we're doing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're hoping for like a long weekend uh, out there in gatlinburg and gatlinburg okay that's what yeah. i was thinking what yeah. is yeah. Well, Donna, what's the, do you have the race dates for the Smoky race? Ooh, I want to say it's like the 16th or the 18th, something like that. I don't know for sure, but like. September, right? Yeah, yeah, September. So like mid-September. All right. 
pretty yeah. sure. That, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. So uh, I've got uh, Marathon Weekend um, on the books and then um, planning on the Smokies race. And then after that, I'm actually just planning to participate in a handful of local races and maybe doing a couple of trail races. A lot of shorter stuff as that was going to be my goal um, to do some 5K and 10K, try to set a couple of PRs there. Um build up some speed and ahead of, um, Boston 2023. So, um, not many races and just, just going to play a, most of them local, but, uh, mm-hmm. looking forward to marathon weekend and definitely looking forward to the Smokies race. Hopefully, uh, when you get kind of get our game plan together for that race weekend. Yeah. Yep. It'll be good. Any chance for like a burden in hand? Well, that would be the same month. So yeah, that's the only problem with that. That's another race I do want to get back to. I had so that, much that fun. Was fun. Yeah. yeah. Just meeting up with everyone there. And there's so many, so many friends of ours that are in that mm-hmm. area of the Northeast and uh, yeah. kind of convenient for a lot of, a lot of folks to meet up at. So I would love to do that again. Um, with the Smokies, that would be quite a challenge. That's almost, I think. Yeah. I- I'm looking up the Smokies date for sure right now. Yeah. If the Smokies is like middle September, Bird and Hannah is usually early September. Yeah. Sometimes mid-September. So it's possible they're either, if they're not the same weekend, it's possible they're back-to-back weekends. And that would just be impossible for me. Yeah. And you know what? They might be the same weekend because uh, I was wrong. I was a week off. The Smokies is 9th and 10th. The 9th and 10th of 2022 of September. That's good. Because mid-September gets really close into September craziness. So early September is good. Good for me. Sounds good. Any more poo to shoot? (laughs) Any more poo to shoot? We got a a listener question. Ah, we do. Got a Mm -hmm. listener question? Ah, well, let me hit that music. Well, they've got nothing else to talk about. So it's time to hear from you, the listener. The Run Ohana Podcast. Listener questions. It's from our friend Brian Wilson, and he wrote to say that weather is finally turning down in Florida, and he's thinking about cold weather running gear, specifically running leggings or tights for men, including questions on what to wear over, under, compression, adjustment, that kind of thing. And he was actually asking Kenny about this. (laughs) So I think between the two of you, maybe you can have some helpful hints for Brian on what he can wear for cold weather gear. It's hard for me to imagine really needing cold weather gear in Florida, but it might be helpful to somebody who's not actually in Florida and is somewhere where it's very cold. I mean, personally speaking, when I, when I, when I was running, I used, um, I think it was two XU makes a, um, some sort of like compression. It was almost like a, a thermal type of um, thing, but that was almost too much unless you're living like in the extreme cold area. As far as like cold weather, I, I'm not really, I don't know, Ryan, what do you, what would you think? I mean, I don't really do too much cold weather running. Yeah, I do plenty of it. 
<laughs> in the Midwest, well, you get you plenty go. of it. You get you one day you'll be running in tights, and the next minute you're running in shorts. So it's 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 kind of crazy. But yeah. um, I would say that uh, not all tights are created equal. I mean, there's a there's there's tights. You can actually wear tights in the summer if you wanted to, because there are some tights that. Uh, that are that are made for warmer more weather yeah. yeah and then then there's other tights that are uh have a little bit more of a thermal uh liner on the inside uh, a little bit more wind resistant and certainly want to check the end of that before purchasing but um, i wear tights uh quite a bit uh, this time of the year and for the next foreseeable what december january february sometimes so um Everybody's got a different threshold as far as temperatures are concerned. And for me, the temperatures usually, if it's like below 40 or if I'm just feeling extra wimpy, <laughs> uh, I might wear some tights. But uh, I've got a pair of tights that are have a thermal liner on it. Uh, I believe they're from New Balance and they are wind resistant and they're not like super snug fitting tights. Um but they, uh, I mean, they're pretty snug, but just not like super form fitting. They're a little bit, little bit looser uh, in the hips area. I wear those when it's, I've worn them when it's zero below and really nothing else underneath of them. They're pretty, they're pretty, pretty solid for uh, for cold weather running. Uh, I also have just some standard tights, uh, a pair from Nike and a pair from. I think another pair from New Balance, um, and those are tights that I'll usually wear anywhere between. 40 and say 20 degrees uh i've worn them a little bit colder but uh sometimes i might have to wear a layer underneath of them and those are a little bit more form fitting um you know what when you come to tights i just 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 embrace brace it just <laughs> embrace it uh there's some that will do shorts over tights kenny i think you were shorts over tights um uh. I have before, yes, but let's let's not get crazy. Little to the imagination. <laughs> well, well, I would say this guy lives in Florida, so it's yeah, getting down to twenty degrees. True. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, you just, it depends I, on where you live. Well, right, but other, but but there might be listeners who are listening where it's much colder. So uh, absolutely, it could be absolutely. beneficial. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and I, I just, I just. I just prefer uh, running in tights. If I do have to wear an extra layer, I've got a, I've got a pair of. They're not tights, but they're um, lined pants. They're real loose. They they're real loose at the ankle, and I I really don't like running in them because they're too loose for me. So uh, when I run, I I prefer shorter shorts and I prefer tighter tights. Uh, I, I know I kind of get a, a little a few jokes at me throwing up, but yeah, that's, that sounds like some good hashtags. Again. Yes. Shorter shorts, tighter tights. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, honestly though, I, just, I even like my shirts a little bit more form fitting and not like real tight, but it's just, especially if the wind's blowing, that's just extra resistance. And not that I'm, you know, trying to break records on training runs or anything like that, but it, you, it just kind of catches you a little bit and throws you off sometimes, especially if the wind's really whipping around. So I just, I just prefer a little bit uh, tighter fit. Um, I know it's not for everyone, but I would just say, I mean, it took me a little bit to just feel comfortable and running out in public in absolute, you know, form fitting tights. You do it once you get over it. If people want to stare and make comments, so so be it. But uh, I'm comfortable enough with it at this point. I prefer it all um, 
all the time now. And actually, I switched my uh, my preference for shorts too. I switched from um, I was there, I was shorty shorts uh, for a time, and I I still have a lot of respect for the shorty shorts. But I am half tights uh, on the shorts, mm-hmm. and I have absolutely fallen in love with a pair of half tights. Uh, if You're if one could love, love half tights. Yes, yes. They are lined half tights from Tracksmith. So they have like the little liner. So you don't even have to wear anything underneath them. You can kind of, yeah, slip the tights on uh, and and you're off and running. These are the ones you wore at Boston? Yes. They were the Mm -hmm. most comfortable tights. Tracksmith stuff is pretty pricey. But having such a great experience with the two pieces that I wore in the Boston Marathon race, I'm actually looking at more of their stuff because it just, the material is just super comfortable. And yeah, if the rest of their stuff is that comfortable, then, you know, maybe it's worth it to have a couple of pieces that, uh, that might be a little bit more higher price, but also better quality. Um, anyway, Brian, to answer your question, yes, I'm team tights and I'm team tight tights and I'm team no shorts over tights. Uh, so, so own it, uh, be comfortable and, uh, who cares what you look like? So. Amen. I, I, I would agree. And I just to put in my own two cents about running in cold weather. Cause I've actually learned to embrace a little bit with COVID. I tended to, I would choose to go out more since we couldn't go out everywhere And I find as soon as you put a hat on your head, it can make all the difference in the world and you can withstand a lot more cold temperatures as long as your head is warm. So that's the first thing I'll do alongside of a good pair of gloves. And I have found that um, Costco has these ones that are pretty thin and I've got uh, like every time, every time they bring them out, Every year, I just go and get another pair and they're like 10 bucks and they have the, you know, you can still do your phone or whatever with the little touch point on the take fingers. pictures. Yeah. 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 I get it. yeah. Um, but I love them. I have I have a pair in like every jacket I own and um, they're perfect because they're not too heavy, but they, you know, they block the wind and keep my hands warm. So with gloves and a hat and then you just do layers so that you can be shedding things if you need to you know, wrap a jacket around your waist or whatever um as long as it's not too windy windy is the one thing that kind of is a deal breaker for me when it's cold but other yeah. than that if you can keep your head and your hands warm and you know, like your ears like that's that's the thing for me my ears that's why i mostly will wear a hat just keep my ears warm this this is the time of the year where i really kind of struggle there for a bit because in the midwest we're bouncing around that 40 degree mark um so if it's gloomy outside i tend to like think that it's a cooler 40 degrees versus if Mm -hmm. the sun's shining it's a warmer 40 degrees that Mm -hmm. always influences uh if the sun is shining there's not a cloud in the sky i can usually go out with a few less layers much like you donna if i can keep my um, hands warm, keep my upper body warm, my head warm. I will generally throw on a pair of shorts, uh, mm. most of the time, uh, through November anyways. Um, you know, shorts, long sleeve, occasionally a thermal shirt, uh, thermal long sleeve underneath my top and headwear and gloves. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. But when it gets really cold and I've ran when it's been five degrees below zero, Uh, before and you're thermaling up underneath you're wearing the wind resistant tights and i'm wearing long compression socks that can cover up my ankles so there's no gap Mm. there uh making sure 
face everything as much as covered as can be because yeah at that cold of temperatures you're you're flirting with some dangers uh with frostbite and stuff if things are really windy and whatnot so yeah i think brian would probably be more apt to be overdressed i would guess i mean i i understand that it does get cold in florida and i don't know what what part he's in exactly but i've been been to disney races where it's been freezing um but my guess is the majority of the time it's going to feel a lot colder in the beginning. And once you get warmed up, you'll be, you'll be hot pretty quick. Maybe, I would maybe agree. hot. Yeah it's, yeah. it's a little stretch, but warm anyway. So just be careful of the overdressing. Yeah. Or just layer up overdressing. Mm-hmm. I, it happened to me today. I wore a jacket and I had a sock cap on, I had gloves. And when I, I don't, I have a couple of nice pair of gloves, but I generally will wear the cheapo target type gloves because yeah. I lose them all the time. So, um, but I had those, I had gloves, a uh, hat and a jacket on and two miles in, I had already shed the hat and the gloves and the wind was the only thing that kept my jacket on. And then finally I was just like, this wind is just catching my jacket and it's warm enough. I'm warmed up enough. So the jacket came off and then I had to hold the silly things in my hand for the (laughs) next seven miles or so. Um, but yeah, I mean, so overdress happens. Yep. Anyways, um, there's something else I was going to add to that, but Anyway, hopefully, Brian, hopefully we answered your question. Yeah, hopefully we saw In a roundabout way. Yeah, but thanks for writing in. That was your listener questions. Oh, any more poo to shoot? I don't know. Mm. We shot some run Disney poo. We shot some cold weather running <laughs> poo. <laughs> you shot some runny poo. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> oh my goodness. <sighs> uh, I think we're good. Again? Think so. Shorty episode here. Yeah, we'll just have to uh, short as Ryan shorts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we'll just have to try and keep up with people on social. And see you at Marathon Weekend. Yeah, we hope uh, everybody has a great holiday season after all the crap from last year. Hopefully everyone is able to meet up with families and just really enjoy the holiday season. Um, So have a great holiday season, everyone. We will see you if you are at Marathon Weekend. Say hello. I will be running the 10K and the half now because of some... (laughs) Pure pressure here. Bad decisions. <laughs> Some bad decisions. Uh, good decisions. Good, good decisions, decisions. Maybe. We'll see. But thank you all for listening. And uh, we hope to uh, join you again on this podcast next year. But until then, for Donna, for Kenny, and for Brittany, peace. And chicken grease. <laughs>